0: Oh, hi, I'm Joshua Cash and this is Wrong Opinion, wishing you a very happy Costa Rican Independence Day. Yes, even Google wished Costa Rica an Independence Day, which I don't know if they do that anymore for Americans on the 4th of July because it's passe to to care about your country and be nationalistic. It's actually kind of icky, you know, why would you celebrate colonists, white male colonists? So. You know, Costa Rica never colonized anyone. I guess that's why they're still allowed to celebrate. Also, it's a little tiny country. So, you know, little tiny countries around the world are still allowed to be nationalistic. Brazil's not really really allowed to, even though they're very nationalistic. But um, there it is, Google, with the Costa Rican flag. Uh, I don't think if you went on Google today in the States, you'd see that. So I guess it's probably specifically for Costa Rica. But still, it says a lot. And... It is more relevant than you think, Costa Rican independence. And you're like, how the fuck would Costa Rican independence be relevant to me? Well, it's relevant in the sense that it highlights very well what Americans are now missing out on. And you might say, well, no, people still celebrate Independence Day with fireworks and all that. People just think of it as the 4th of July. They took the history right out of it. Probably ex- except in specific areas in the states that are still patriotic and all of that. But for the most part, go to Los Angeles, go to any of the major metropolitan areas, go all over the country where there's uh, a lot of people. And they, they've they completely erased what the purpose of that holiday is. And then kind of like the video I showed you the other day that Savannah Hernandez made, which was asking kids about 9-11 and if it was relevant to them. And they said no, and why don't we celebrate Juneteenth? You know, I I won't care about 9-11 until we celebrate Juneteenth. Yeah, okay, a fake holiday. Um, And it's not even about celebrating 9-11. It's just about remembering and being somber and realizing, boy, that wasn't good. It's as simple as that. Boy, that wasn't good. But especially the younger Americans are, the more they have hatred towards their country. So I was at the gym today because I go, but I was at the gym and I walked there from the main street because roads were closed and, and, uh, you know, I, I, I knew it was independence day, but, but I didn't realize that it was a big deal here. And I definitely didn't realize that there was going to be a parade everywhere. And I'm not typically a fan of parades, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, I thought the parade they had here today was beautiful. And I go to the gym and I asked, uh, I was talking to some Americans there. I'm like, man, it's, it's so nice to be in a country where people love their country. I mean, no matter what, you should have nationalistic pride from where you're from and where you were born. Even if the country has its faults, which many or all of them do, you should have Pride for the culture and tradition that your country, that is indigenous to your country. So this, this notion that we're supposed to hate where we're from is relatively new. Didn't get the bug. There's a bug, I didn't get it. And it's in fashion. That's what's in fashion, especially in the States. And then, and then I was talking to one of the Costa Rican um, trainers there. And I said the same thing. I'm like, man, it's so nice that you guys love your country. And he goes, what do you, What do you mean? And I'm like, uh, well, in the states, everyone, you know, the kids kids hate their country. And they and then he was like, well, where do they learn that? I mean, surely they go to school. I'm like, <laughs> well, this is gonna blow your mind. They learn that in school. And he goes, no, you're joking, really? He 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 just couldn't fathom that our institutions are teaching. Our institutions that rely on taxpayers, how about that? Not only the schools, but the government and and the media. I mean, even though the media isn't uh, relying on taxpayers, but PBS is. All of these institutions are teaching us that our country sucks, we're evil, and we should basically dismantle the whole thing. And you tell that to a Costa Rican who... Everyone here is nationalistic, regardless of politics, regardless of political party. People love their country, and it shows, and they can't fathom it. So, I mean, you, look, the culture that is seeping out of the United States does spread all over the world. Globo homo. It spreads all over the world, and especially because of social media and TikTok and all of that, but still that essence of nationalism and patriotism in this country, in Costa Rica, is um, untouched. It's, it's, it, like, like it's, it's still pristine. And it's beautiful to see. And then you, you really start thinking about your home, for me, my, the United States, and, and it's a shame that that's what the country has turned into. Everyone hating where they're from. And then we always say, especially to the young liberals, well, if you don't like it, you can get out. Yeah, but they won't. They're going to stay there and make it worse. They're not going to stay there and try to make it better. They're going to stay there and make it worse. And uh, they have too much hatred in their hearts, even though hate has no home here. Everything's a contradiction. So I I had to actually walk home from the gym because my brother was using the car. I usually Uber... It's a, it's a $2 Uber, and uh, I, hate, I just hate walking in the heat. I hate walking, but I hate walking in the heat. And I was able to kind of see the whole parade because right next to the gym is a municipal building, and that's where the parade started. And then I basically walked with the parade back home. And then when I got home, I was telling my wife, uh, I'm like, we should go take Julian. We should go take Julian to see it. So, so we did. I'll show you in a second. But today's episode is called Costa Ricans fuck they fuck they have sex everywhere I went today there were babies, babies galore everywhere, and obviously there's pockets of the United States where you know family is the essence of that that area and where it's the it's kind of the top priority you know having kids and raising kids but it feels like in the united states and if you look at the numbers it's plummeting no one's really having babies anymore women are refusing but it, it 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 just feels like it's dying when you don't replenish the society the society it's it's a it's a combination it's the culture which emanates from the young people and those young people are refusing to have babies so you really do feel like it's a dying carcass. It's a, what's it called? Because a carcass is already dead. A rotting carcass. Yes. And Costa Rica doesn't feel like that. Even though, like, I took this picture where um, what I'm using for the, the, what's it called? The thumbnail for the podcast. I took this. Not a beautiful picture. But it's people celebrating. And the town looks like shit because it does. But it doesn't feel like it's dying or dead. It feels alive, especially today. I've never experienced Costa Rican Independence Day. I, I, maybe I wasn't in town a year ago um, when it was happening, but it's, it's beautiful. And then coincidentally, Gavin McInnes, on his Telegram, he posted the marriage rate in the United States from 1990 to 2020, and it has plummeted. It's, it's, it's at the bottom, it cratered, it's at the bottom. And he wrote, gay marriage wasn't about sharing the bliss of matrimony. It was about destroying it. And yes, that's true. I mean, that's partially one of the reasons why it's plummeted. But it's, it's um, And that's partially why people aren't having babies, even though more people than ever are having babies out of wedlock. But still, those, the numbers are on, on the ground. They're on the floor. And it's sad. It was beautiful to see. All the babies everywhere not only that though but during the parade i um noticed that in the states when i'd ever whenever i would see parades and, and this is why i never liked it especially because the gays basically took over parades most parades now are about gay pride i mean do you ever hear about parades that aren't about gay pride and then if you do it's a christmas parade that a black guy uh rammed his car through and killed a bunch of old people and babies and kids like, that's the, only ever, that's the only time you'll ever hear about another parade. But um, on top of the parades being all gay in the States, because that's the only thing we're really allowed to celebrate, I like how, I like how it's all about representation, but really, it's about erasure of everything. So what they mean is, is um, you're no longer going to exist, we're the only thing in existence. I mean, that's kind of people's problem with the Little Mermaid movie being with a, a black actress and all that. It's not specifically that movie. It's the trend as a whole. Um, you know, just make new things and cast black people. Who cares? If people go see it, then great. If they don't, you know, cast uh, someone not because of their skin color. But where was I? Okay, yeah. So parades in the States... Uh, besides the gay ones, are just people, like adults on floats. You never really see kids. And today the parade was um, block after block of kids in school. And then I I had a feeling, I'm like, oh, these are all different schools from the the area. And they were, because uh, when I went back with my wife and kid in the front, they held like which school it was. And it was kids dancing and drums and xylophones, and I don't know how to say that, and um, even kids on stilts, which you'll see in the footage I'll, I'll, I'll play right now. I'll just play it right now, so I'll play it really low, but they're all drumming and having fun. This is the beginning of it, but it, it gets even more wild, and then you see here, like, young kids uh, dancing, and my filming is horrible, uh, dancing in, like, a traditional manner. Every, oh, look, these are kids on stilts, you, you would never see that. I'm going to go back. You'd never see that in the United States because uh, lawyers, but here they're like, we'll put 10 year olds on stilts. It doesn't matter. And it's massive. It kept on going for miles and miles. And then there's Julian, who um, was tired, but it was beautiful. And, and I, I just feel like that this is what the United States, this mentality is what used to exist all over the United States, and it doesn't anymore. And it's sad. So there's me with Julian, and then there we're we're dancing. That's the Jewish dance. That's when you have no rhythm, and uh, <laughs> neither. Uh, and then, yeah. Look, all these kids. These are all little kids, and I feel like with for them it's probably an honor to do it. You know, like they they probably are feel like they're making their country proud, their parents proud, their schools proud. And then here, this is these are these are probably ten year olds doing this traditional dance. With music from Costa Rica, which sounds like any other Hispanic nation. I mean, it's all the same kind of music, but, but this, is, this you could tell is Costa Rican because they mentioned specific things from Costa Rica and rice and beans, which is their national food, the staple food in Costa Rica. But these are like 10-year-olds. And there's Julian being very stoic and uh, pensive. You know, he's just, what is he thinking about? What is my year and a half old thinking about there? Who knows? But he's very serious. And the funny thing is, like, the, the drumming was really loud for him. So I was covering his ears here. And he was really tired. But then every time they stopped, he would cry. He, he liked it, even though he looked miserable here. But, boy, I mean, it's really sad. The this, this sad state of affairs of the United States. I mean, today I felt it more than ever in a very long time. And, and I found myself being a little bit jealous of Costa Ricans and the fact that they, they fuck. <laughs> Not that I don't, but they are replenishing their society. I would like to share my experience as a parent with other people my age that I, I grew up with or even became friends with in Los Angeles who are now no longer friends with me. No one's having babies. It's, it's like I'm a, on a lonely island doing this on my own. Um, but good thing my older brother... My oldest brother is having a baby in bleh, bleh, I can't remember. I honestly I can't remember. March? I, I don't know. Some month coming up. I think February, March. Don't know. But man, it's it's you know, being a being a real conservative, I'm not talking about turning point USA conservative, like a paleo-conservative, far right wing, whatever you want to call it, I don't care. You you really are on the losing team in the sense that you're competing against modernism and it's a very hard competition because the allure of modernism is, is it's, it's attractive to young people, especially young people who never want to grow up and you're kind of stuck in the past. I, I reminisce about the 1800s, not the 1950s. I reminisce about the 1800s and man, it must've been very hard very hard to live around th- those times, but it must have been kind of a blessing to to be around a pretty cohesive society where everyone had similar priorities and philosophy and all that. Like, we're on the losing battle. We're, we're on the losing team right now with uh, modern conservatism and all that. Because to be like, hey, you guys should do the thing that's hard. And, and ev- literally everything in life is easy now. And people are like, what the fuck? No, I want to do the easy thing. Easy things are good. Hard things are bad. Imagine thinking that. Like at the gym, you're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the gym and I'm like, this is a product of modernism. Because no one used to have to go to the gym because everything was manual labor. What I'm doing at the gym is a simulation of real life pre a certain time. But the Costa Ricans are fucking. They are. And Americans need to start doing it again. Because we're being replaced. And the conservative answer to that is, hey, let's ship them to Martha's Vineyard. What? How about ship them to Mexico? Or anywhere outside of... The, what, you know, let's reopen Gitmo. Kidding. If there's, any, if there's any hate watchers there. I'm kidding. You can't clip that. I'm kidding. But definitely um, return to tradition and deport what happened to the deport button? We need to deport people. So, yeah. I'll never be Costa Rican. I'll never feel Costa Rican. And today was... It was very apparent today. So, moving on, though, I do want to give you an update on the Woman King, uh, which got three bad reviews.
1: You've seen the trailer. T-
0: All right, I'm going to play this soy boy in a second. He's soy jacking over the Woman King, but... Um, I screenshotted this yesterday. It got it was at ninety eight percent yesterday, so it dropped slightly. And then today, I think it's at ninety six percent because it finally got three bad reviews. And the funny thing is, is that they're all by white men, and these guys are brave. I'm sorry, but you are brave because you could lose your job. People can come after you. I'm guessing Josh Bell because it doesn't show his picture here. I'm guessing he's white. Paul Atard. These are white names. Mark. Sick. You can tell he's white there. I'll read you what they said. They said about The Woman King, the movie's existence is vital. So clearly he has to cover his tracks there. He has to say, this is an important movie, but it sucked. This is an important movie. We need, we need more like it, but it's not good. Um, it's funny how you have to have a preemptive, like, it, I, I understand its significance, but I don't like it. The movie's existence is vital. Its execution, however, leaves a bit to be desired. So it's a bad review, but not a terrible review. You can't do that. Uh, Josh Bell from a... These are all small papers. These are all small publications, by the way. I've never heard of any of these. Um, like the guy, the first guy, Mark, reviews movies. Never heard of you, Mark. How do you make a living doing this? I would love to know. Could have used less of the turgid melodrama that clutters up so many other period pieces. So it's saying that it's... um. It's succumbing to other movies in the same genre, in the same field. Two out of four stars. And then Paula Tard, uh, from another publication I've never heard of, this is the one I'll read you a little bit more of. Surface-level feminist subtext gives The Woman King a pass to indulge the same conventional cliches other films of its ilk. But the formulaic action and predictable storytelling beats uh, are now... In service of a lot of Disney fied girl boss energy. So clearly, that guy's on our side. Let's read a little bit more of what he had to say. Um, I just like how he called it girl boss, girl bossified. The Woman King flattens its feminist appeal into Disney fied girl boss energy and executes what's left of its vision in both conventional and calculated ways. And then I wanted to, I didn't read the whole thing because I kind of get it from there, but I wanted to see if it would. Uh, mention that these this tribe sold their own people into slavery, and he did mention it. He wrote, "Who um, Viola Davis, who trains a younger generation of fighters to protect their slave-selling homeland, a fact that's briefly mentioned, then quickly swept under the rug." So um, they now we have confirmation. They briefly mention it, and it's probably in passing. I feel like it's it's the sort of thing where it's a heavy a scene with heavy dialogue and people's eyes gloss over they're not really paying attention so they don't they won't even catch that um and that would actually if if an honest person was making this movie it would be the meat of the movie but clearly it was mentioned once briefly and then swept under the rug and never to be heard from again and then they you you find them fighting with the french i'm assuming it's going to be the french and and you're not really sure why but you know that the black team needs to beat the white team. So let's hear what this soy boy. I actually saved this clip not hearing it. I could just tell from his face that he's gushing over this movie. And if you hate it, you're a racist, sexist, blah, blah, blah.
1: The woman king, dude. An evil is coming. That threatens our kingdom. Our freedom. Hollywood wants you to think that the white colonizers were destroying Africa and then black.
0: Oh, he's on our side. My bad. This is not a soy boy. He does look like one, but he's on our side. Let's hear what he has to say.
1: Women rose up and they were stronger than black men even. And they became so powerful and fierce that they fought off the white colonizers to preserve their healthy, good way of life. Right? Wrong! Let me tell you the truth. The first thing you need to know is that you're racist if you don't go see it.
0: Oh, I am surprised. That's the thing. A lot of people who do these kinds of shows that I do, you know, they, they do their due diligence. Not that I don't. But I like to save certain clips. You know, they watch all their clips. I like to save certain things without watching it because I want my reaction to be, um, you know, genuine in the moment. So, for instance, the last thing I'll show you, spoiler, if you really care, the last thing on this podcast I'm going to show you is a um, trans Joker movie. I'm not kidding. It premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival. (laughs) And I haven't watched the trailer, so that will be also something I haven't watched. So I thought this guy was not going to be on our side. Interesting.
1: If you don't come see it, then you're sending a message that black women cannot lead the box office globally, that you are supporting that narrative. Uh, okay. First thing is they were a slave trading colony. That's right. They captured and had slaves themselves. They traded it for firearms, tobacco, and alcohol so they could go colonize other places. How did they treat their slaves, you might ask? Well, significantly worse than the Americas. In fact, because of their religion, they had an annual mass execution of enslaved people.
0: (laughs) This guy's annoying. I'm not going to lie. He's very annoying. But the information is good. Again, wouldn't that be more of an interesting movie if it was about reality? If they did it honestly? That would be interesting. I would see that. I mean, I am still going to see this movie because I have to, but I would genuinely want to see that movie. If it was made in an honest manner.
1: Oh, and the woman warriors, they were shit at fighting. Check out these battle stats. 417 dead compared to six dead on the other side. My favorite.
0: He, he forgot to put the stats.
1: Point is the reason that the white colonists were stopping their shipping routes at the end was because they wouldn't stop slave trading. And Britain and France were like, stop trading slaves. It's perfect. Oh, and last but not least, there was never a woman king. These were all women that served the actual king. Have a great day.
0: Man, Hollywood, huh? It used to be when they would subvert the, you know, the re- reality of things, it would be a little bit more subtle. Now it's just, like, blatant and they don't care. Very, very interesting. Well, we got that squared away. We don't need to talk about that movie again until I see it. Or if it bombs, it comes out tomorrow. If it bombs at the box office, I'm... I'm it's, I don't think it is. I think it's going to make money. I, I actually think it's going to make money because there's nothing else opening. Nothing has opened in the past few weeks. I think it's going to make money. But for some reason, if it doesn't, you're gonna. they have all those articles ready to go about how um, it's a shame the world wasn't ready for the woman king because it shows that racism is alive and well. So either way, it's a win-win what's happening with this movie. Either way, I'm excited about it. So I won't talk about it until one of those things happens or if when I see it, Um, I do briefly want to mention that Alex Stein is a gem. I texted him yesterday when uh, he was in D.C. and I saw him harassing Dan Crenshaw and Eric Swalwell. I'll play the Eric Swalwell clip in a second because it's just perfect. Um, I I texted him and I was like, dude, you got to propose. You got to buy a ring, an engagement ring, and propose when you see AOC. That will make massive waves. On both sides. The right will be like, that shit is hilarious. He he, one-upped the big booty Latina thing. And then on the left, they're going to be like, this crazy, um, this crazy, uh, f- what's it called? Um, when you hate women. Misogynistic. This crazy misogynist who, who called AOC a big booty Latina proposed to her. Seriously. Like, he should do it with a straight face and... In all honesty, I do think that, and I tweeted this yesterday, that if AOC actually started going out with a Chad King, dumped her soy boy guy right now, went out with a Chad King who was far right, right right-winger, wants kids, all of that, she would immediately change her politics because she's a woman, and that's what they do. They don't really believe in it. (laughs) I keep shitting on women, I know, but it's true. It's like, you ever see that the, the, the girls who... Aren't into uh, you know, anything, basketball, and then they date a guy who's super into basketball and then they're into basketball. They they do that all the time. So Alex Stein is a gem. I did text him. He didn't reply. He replied to me saying that he's specifically there to find AOC. I don't know if I'm allowed to reveal that, but he was there specifically for her. He didn't run into her yet. And um, I think she was probably tipped off. She probably secretly follows him on Twitter and was like, oh, he's at the steps of the Capitol. Not going to go that way. And uh, he went there for her. And I was like, dude, you got to propose to her. But he didn't reply to that part. So that's his white whale. He's Captain Ahab. That's his white whale. That's his Moby Dick. And I think one day he'll get her. Not in a... He's not... I'm, I don't mean he's going to kill her or anything like that. But he's going to get her. He, in, he will impregnate her. Not through rape. But through marriage, am I allowed to... I'm like digging a hole for Alex right now, and I, I'm sorry. But let's watch him harass Eric Swalwell. Eric, is this Fang Fang the Chinese spy, Eric? Remember when you slept with that Chinese spy, Eric? Why don't you ever talk about that, Fang Fang? Remember your banging Fang Fang? Did she give you anal? People are saying that she gave you an insertion. Is that true? <laughs> Did she gave, give you anal? People are saying... She gave you an insertion. I mean, the dude has balls. This is how, this is how we win. On, 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 in all honesty, this is how we win. This is the guy's banging
1: Chinese spies. Nobody investigates you, Eric. Why is that? Nobody investigates this guy banging Chinese spies like it's no big deal.
0: That's funny. But it's funnier to know he was there specifically for AOC. And he's like, oh, I can't get her. I'm going to go harass Dan Crenshaw and Eric Swalwell and others. And I like that. And I like him. I should bring him on again for the third time. Great guy. So, really, honestly, the next portion of the podcast is, which this is a short episode today. I'm not interested in, you know, Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci and all of that stuff. I'm not interested anymore in the Queen stuff. I know they're parading her body around, and I, I know that's the tradition, but it's not our tradition. It's not really news for us anymore. I'm not interested in I, – I, I know that they um, there's massive stories with what they did to Steve Bannon and all that. But this is not like a purely political show. I try to make it fun and interesting. So really the next portion of the episode is just the woke stuff, which there are some serious things in there, but mostly fun stuff. And I have another video for the segment I have on this show called Why Do We Allow Women?, and th- th- these two chicks made 9-11 about themselves. And they use that New York song. Is that Jay-Z or Beyonce? Beyonce. I don't even know how to say her name. So they made 9-11 about themselves and their sexy bodies like women do. So it's a 9-11 tribute workout uh, they're f- for TikTok. This is all for TikTok. Uh, climb 110 stairs like the firefighters who did that on 9-11 climb 110 stairs honoring those who have fought for our country is this like are, are these chicks the, i mean really do do they think they're conservative do they think they are i guess these are like the dumb turning point usa type of conservative chicks the young ones honoring those who have fought for our country and women always somehow make everything about themselves amazingly and they use it they, they they they're able to make things about themselves by using their bodies like whores honoring those who have fought for our country i know i read that and showing respect for those who have fallen it's difficult but just remember how difficult it was for the firemen it's difficult but we're not gonna die like a lot of the firemen died it's the it's basically the same thing as what she's saying it's difficult but you know It was more difficult for them. And it's kind of, you you know what this reminds me of in Judaism? There's many fast days, but the main one is on the high holiday of Yom Kippur, which you're supposed to suffer um, like the Jews did when they, fuck, I should remember this, when they, everything was about leaving Egypt. And um, so you should atone for your sins and not eat. So that's how you suffer, by not eating for 24 hours, eating or drinking. Um, that makes more sense to me than this does. Going on a uh, on a Stairmaster machine, 110 steps, 110 flights of stairs or whatever to commemorate 9-11. Great. You made 9-11 about yourself and your bodies. Keep pushing. Proud of you. There we go, women. Good job. Another merit badge of being whores. If women got merit badges for being whores, we would have a a supply chain crisis with merit badge, merit badges. You know, it's just it's it it would be it would be catastrophic, or not. But, man, embarrassing. I've said this many times, but I tweeted it the other day. I said, modern the modern female is. An embarrassment, something like that. And then under that, the modern male is an embarrassment. Everyone's embarrassing. So like this one, this woman. So I actually reached out to this woman. This, this one went crazy viral. I have to leave my boyfriend of four years. Because he wants kids and I don't. So you have to, you have to break up with him. I like how it's not even an option in her mind to have kids. Maybe we should have kids. Maybe our lives would be be a little bit more meaningful to shape a human life from birth and older. Shape them in our image with our tradition and culture and way of life and all that. But no, and customs. No, who needs customs? Who needs tradition? Who needs anything? When you have Netflix. So she doesn't want kids. And so she broke up with her boyfriend of four years. I mean, four years is really long. I mean, I, I dated my wife really seriously. We were together kind of on and off for a year, a year and a half. But, but seriously dated her for five months before I'm like, okay, that's enough. going to put a baby in you. Can't wait. Going to do it. And uh, it's important. This notion that you should find your one true love is retarded. Like watch old movies, and and I know it 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 to to <laughs> to compare real life to movies. I know it's kind of cringe, but it's it's one of the few things we have to peer into the past where we could actually watch how people interacted with each other. And I guarantee you, the way that people interacted in movies was pretty similar to how people interacted in real life because when they made movies they wanted to make it pretty realistic so uh you know watch any movie from the 30s 40s 50s what have you and the way people got married it was very quick it 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 was like oh wait this is moving really fast you know they they just met five scenes ago and they want to go get married yeah that's that's literally how it should be just have a, a, a very short checklist, right? Oh, she she's good with kids. She's very lovely. She cares about femininity. Great. Those are great. Oh, we have um, we're pretty similar philosophically religious r- values um, and and all that. Great. We could build something from here. The, the The notion that you need to have this love at first sight thing and be completely infatuated in love, that's for chicks. That's like a fantasy for chicks. Men should not think that way. You should be, you should, your goal should be, okay, this is a great woman and I can build off of this. The love can grow from here. And that's realistic. That's how you should do it. Like if, if you're thinking like, oh, we've only been dating for six months. During those six months, your job was to vet her. You know, watch out for major red flags. Um, see how she is with kids. See See how she vibes with your politics and philosophy and all that you don't really want her to be political but she should you know believe for instance that killing babies is bad but then after that you should be like okay and that's enough time i'm gonna get married and have kids and and if she's not down with it then great i didn't waste her time she didn't waste my time but these people were together for four years and he's like i want kids dude that's your mistake too It took you four years to realize that. But this woman is devastated because she, and she's crying because she knows what she's doing is wrong. But the, the conveniences of a modern lifestyle have her trapped and they've completely brainwashed her and eradicated her instincts. So she knows it's wrong. She's crying. It's sad. And I think deep down she knows that's maybe her last chance. Um, to have kids, even though she says she doesn't want any, it's almost like she has to stick to her religious guns, her modern religion of modernity, her her guns, and and be and double down on the insanity. So I DM'd her actually uh, if she wanted to come on the show. She obviously didn't respond. They never do. We're in love and have a beautiful life together, but he, but but I don't want kids. But we just don't want the same things. Bitch, you're supposed to want this. I mean, I said it the other day. Women are baby makers. And then, of, uh, like like the IQ thing, the, Reddit, uh, the 4chan post I read the other day, and people are like, well, not all women. Well, you're retarded. You're talking about the outliers. You're talking about the crazies. Or you're talking about the ones who, like, genetically don't want to pass off whatever it is that they have, you know, if they if they're just completely broken people they're like I know if I have a kid it's it's going to come out with horrible health stuff and and I just don't want that. I understand that, but again, most women aren't like that. But we just don't want the same things you do. You deep down do. So I'm leaving our home and life to start fresh somewhere new while crying. I you know she she has all the signs. She has all the signs. You're crying. She should ask herself, well, why am I really crying? Because deep down I know I shouldn't be doing this. But I'm gonna. It's the absolute hardest thing I've ever had to do. No, you know what would be the hardest thing you'd you'd ever have to do? Is to reprogram your mind. And be like, you know what? I've always said I don't want kids, but I'm going to fucking do it. How do you think... How do how do you think I got here? How do you think you got here? And I hate that it's right. So she thinks she's right. She says, it's the absolute hardest thing I've ever had to do. And I hate that it's right. No, it's not. No, it's not. And if you're a woman who subscribes, it's mostly men. Mostly men subscribe to this. But if you're a woman and you're of age to have kids and you're kind of on the fence... Go do it. You will not regret it. You don't know, by the way, you 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 just don't know what you're missing out on. You can't... And then you're like, no, but I have nieces and nephews. Okay. You think that's the same as your magical body being like a 3D printer, putting together this baby that comes from your DNA, 50% of it, and uh, and then... When you see it come out and, and you see yourself in the baby, you're like, holy shit. It's indescribable. You don't know what you're missing out on. You have no fucking clue. I didn't have a clue. But luckily, I don't ignore my instincts and urges to procreate. I don't ignore that. And uh, you'd be dumb if you did. So don't. Now, it's not all... love and bunnies (laughs) love and bunnies and candy canes and lollipops and sugar sugar mountains you know it's not all that sometimes you have a kid and he destroys your whole house so this woman is filming her house that is completely trashed I mean this is $50,000 in damage TV's broken, the granite countertop broken, mirrors, computers, windows, furniture, everything's broken, and her 12-year-old son did it because she took his phone away, so it's, it's not all, it's not all rosy colors, I don't even know what I'm saying, rainbows, and I can't even think of lovely things, it's not all rainbows and waterfalls, you know? So this, someone tweeted, a 12-year-old boy did this because his mother took away his phone. It had 10.8 million views. And I said, 100% no father. So if you have a kid out of wedlock and you're like, I don't need no man, this might be your future. So don't do that. You do need a man and a mom. You need a mother and a father. And then you avoid something like this. A dad is there to lay down the law and a mom is there to be... To be... Um, you know, the nurturer. Dad can be a nurturer, too. But, you know, someone needs to be there to be like, no. And I think the 12-year-old boy was like, I know I can walk all over my mom. Look, he destroyed this whole bathroom. Which, which honestly, it's crazy because... um, I mean, she's black. Yeah, definitely no father. I mean, I am not wrong here. And um, if he starts breaking something... You detain him. You don't let him run amok. How do you not stop him? That—that's what I don't get with this video. And on and in, in all honesty, it, it, it could be fake because then you could do a whole GoFundMe. Like she could probably do a whole GoFundMe right now. I mean, she's devastated. But there is a th- I just came up with this right now. There is definitely a possibility that this is fake. Because think about it. I mean, I, I don't think it's, I actually don't think it's fake, but I want to play devil's advocate. So I don't think it's fake because that fucking sucks. And there's definitely no dad. And, you know, boys, especially when they're 12, they will rebel like hard against the, the, their mother and they will probably do something like that. But there's a possibility that that is completely staged. They trashed their own house. I mean, it did get 11 million views. And for the sole purpose of doing a GoFundMe where she could raise like half a million dollars. She, like, let's say that's $50,000 in damage. She can raise half a million dollars and make a $450,000 profit, buy a whole new house or whatever. Someone, someone please find out if that person made a GoFundMe. Because if they didn't, they are low IQ. Like, no matter what, if that's real, if it's fake, you got to go do GoFundMe. I mean, if it's fake, that's why they did it, so then they can do GoFundMe. But if it's real, you still have to do it. Because really, like, what what the fuck do you do? And if it's getting 11 million views online, then, you know, that's massive, massive eyeballs, advertising. So I do, th- I do think that that's real, though, because, you know, demographics and reality, you know, it's not a stable household if there is no mother and father, and everyone knows that by now. I mean, a lot of people try to pretend like it doesn't matter and men are disposable, but of course it matters, and we are not. So that's sad. But I, I I now I'm kind of like 50/50. Maybe she faked it. We got to find a GoFundMe because that could be a racket. It really could. Interesting. Um have you guys ever wondered you know why isn't there a cure for cancer and and all of that? You know, we have billions of dollars pouring into that. There's no cure for cancer and then and then I came to the conclusion that like all those foundations are scams, complete scams, but um and and very little of it goes to research and development, but um even the research and the development that's happening uh because of a one twitter post i'm I'm thinking like, oh, there probably is no cure for cancer because that's the your body sounding the alarms, like oh, you've been poisoning yourself for way too long and we're going to give you cancer if unless you change how you live you know that the, the human body is perfect it, it, any any slight deviation from from normalcy and health it will warn you you know when you're a teenager if you eat shitty food you're going to get you're going to get pimples no matter what because of your hormones your your body's changing but you, it's going to be more severe if you eat like shit and teenagers tend to eat like shit because they have a fast metabolism and they, they won't get fat, even though now they're all getting fat. But back in my day, it took a lot to get fat. And, and when you got that excess amount of, of acne, that's your body warning you like, Hey, your skin is, is giving you all the signals. You're, you're putting trash into my body and it's going to seep out through your pores Clog your pores and all of that. And then you go to the dermatologist and they're all liars or dumb. And they tell you, no, it's not what you eat. I asked, I remember I asked, I'm like, is it because of what I eat? If I'm eating too much sugar or chocolate or whatever? No, it's not that it's genetics. They always say it's genetics and that's pure bullshit, pure bullshit. So, um, the, the human body is, is perfect. And maybe that's proof there is God because it is perfect. And, and we think like, oh, but there's all these illnesses. But but maybe it's because of just how you live. You're not getting enough sunlight. You're eating too many seed oils and sugar and processed sugar. And you're not eating enough red meat. You're not exercising. You're not lifting weights. You're not walking. All of those things, right? So so all of these things that we're, we're, we're trying to find cures for um, really – they're not the, the, there's no such thing as a cure for any of those things like even like again back to acne look at the the skin products that they put out they never do anything they claim to but they ne- they mask the problem but they never really alleviate the problem and that happens when you you have a complete change of lifestyle so all that being said have you ever wondered why isn't there a cure for fat <laughs> Because, you know, some big brain people have been wondering, why isn't there a cure for obesity?
1: I got us donuts. All right,
0: I'm going to play that in a second. It's these two really annoying woke bitches who are Muslims also, but they're black and they're Muslim. But um, there was an article that I'm not going to read you, but you can find it for yourself. Why aren't medical breakthroughs in obesity a bigger deal? And this is done by this guy, Matthew Iglesias, who, who's like a big left winger. And that has to be one of the dumbest, most retarded articles I've ever heard about. Why isn't there, why isn't there a cure for obesity? I, I, don't even, I can't even begin to figure out how to make fun of that. It's so stupid. That would be as if I, if you told me, you, you put me on a mission to, to make fun of a retarded person. How? Why? How could you make fun of a retarded person? If there was a normal person acting like a retarded person, then you can make fun of them. But you can't make fun of a retarded person because that's how they are. So obesity, that's not how you are. That's the end result of debauchery. That's the end result of low impulse control. That's the, res- that's the end result of, of uh, no self-control. But you're, you're not just all of a sudden obese. You didn't catch obesity like you caught a cold. It's not like you, you were outside and, and it was cold and then it started to rain. You didn't have an umbrella. You get home. And then the quick change in temperature, and then you try to warm up, and then your body is all confused, and then, and then you have a cold. You caught a cold or something. You didn't catch obesity. My wife, when we were uh, in bed last night, and I was, I was just watching a dumb fucking movie, not even worth mentioning, just really dumb movie, um, she was on her phone. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm looking into this Cara Delevingne thing. It's this, uh, she's a supermodel who I've met before. She's she's not pretty. I don't think, I don't think she's pretty. Um, and she's kind of a lesbian. And uh, she she's now an actress, but supposedly she's on crack now. And there's videos of her acting all crazy. So I, I woke up today. I'm like, oh, I'll look, up, I'll look that up. Maybe that's something to talk about on the podcast, which, um, I'm only bringing it up because in in when I searched it on Twitter, there was you know I was reading the normies' tweets, and one person tweeted, "Doesn't matter if you're white or, or black or a woman or a man, um, you can you can uh, addiction can find you." Something like that, like addiction will find you. And and it, it's the same thing, like no one catches addiction. You didn't you didn't walk outside and. There's this pandemic happening that's um, in the air. What do they say with COVID? They're like, it's a, uh, fuck, I forgot what they said, but, and I don't, I forgot the medical term, but it's not like you're walking outside and all of a sudden you caught addiction. <laughs> it's like how they're pretending like anyone can catch monkeypox, and no, you're just gay. You can't just catch addiction. That's why I don't think it's a, it's a disease when they're like, addiction is a disease. No, it's not. It's a character trait, and you have failed at life. You you have succumbed to um, uh, an overabundance of stuff. We're all surrounded by all this stuff we don't need, and not all of us are becoming addicted. You, it's a character flaw. It's it, it could be how you were raised or what have you. You were traumatized as a kid, but you didn't just catch addiction. You didn't just catch obesity. You weren't walking outside and someone bumped into you, and then they they infected you with obesity, and then you woke up the next day 200 pounds heavier. Didn't happen. That's not how it happened. So to ask why isn't there a cure for obesity? Someone tweeted, "This is a good piece about something I've noticed as a health reporter." Ooh, you're a you're a big-brained uh, health reporter. How how did you how did you even get that job? You must be an expert. There are effective treatments for obesity, but talking about them is weirdly controversial that's because the fats don't let you talk about it it's only controversial because now we're supposed to accept obesity that's why like it's a normal thing you're the titanic you're sinking and we're supposed to pretend like that's fine it's not why isn't there a cure for obesity someone uh under that tweet said return to the original pharmaceutical obesity cure which is just a pack of cigarettes I mean, that's for sure. When people smoked, people were a lot thinner because at least they, they were smoking instead of continuing stuffing, continually stuffing their face with garbage. And to top it all off, there's this video, this TikTok. Again, it's called Smarter in Seconds. That's their whole thing. Good versus bad, Smarter in Seconds. Blair Imani and Black Nutritionist, you know this is going to be good. You know this is going to be high IQ stuff. And they're talking about how there is no such thing as bad food food is food it nourishes you no matter what it's amazing you could for people who believe in science it's amazing how you could just throw out all the knowledge we've compiled as humans with regards to food and health you could throw it all out in the name of of acceptance in the name of wokeism you could just throw it out and nothing makes sense anymore what did i write here i said you didn't catch obesity yeah i didn't need to remember that just I remembered it. Let's hear what they have to say here.
1: Those are so bad for you. Oh, no. Are they moldy? I mean, are they poisoned? Are you allergic? No.
0: All right. I got to stop it there. She said, are they poisoned? Yes. Those donuts are poisoned, especially if they were cooked in seed oils, which a lot of them now are. It's not animal fats. To have a donut once in a while is completely fine. They're delicious. I'm not dogmatic when it comes to food. You know, I had a shit ton of ice cream yesterday, but I earned it. Um, but those donuts are poisonous and a lot of things are, especially if you eat them without any sort of checks and balances. And the reason is, is because a lot of ingredients now are actually poison. You have the ability to look at what the ingredients are. And if you can't pronounce it, or if you don't know what it is, most likely it is in fact poisoned. Poisoned. Not in the sense that you'll eat it and then die right there, but if you eat it and you keep eating it, you will die, and it won't be a nice death. <laughs> I was at a restaurant yesterday with my wife and kid, and it's like it was an outdoor restaurant, so obviously it's hot, but there was five fans going. The guy on the table next to us with his family was morbidly obese, probably 400 pounds, and legit, while he was waiting his food, the whole time while he was waiting for his food, he was slumped over on his chair like leaning all the way back asleep he was like this like that no joke his food came he woke up he 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 was so fat he couldn't he couldn't be alive unless there was food for him to eat in front of him it was amazing and then the rest of the family wasn't fat like they were kind of, some of them were kind of chubby and whatever but i'm always thinking like do they know that their dad is on the verge of death or do they ignore it as well? Do they just accept it as this is normal now? Because we can adapt to things very easily and we could, we could just accept something as reality right away and be like, yep, that's normal. That's how dad is. And then you just don't remember the man he used to be. Very weird.
1: I'm just saying Mm. you're judging my food choices based on a false standard of health. Again, aren't you guilty? Diet culture, fat phobia, and systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food. And-
0: false hierarchies of food, and it shows up everywhere. Th- this is what it comes down to. These people don't like hierarchies. They don't like winners and losers. Everyone has to be the same. That's what equality is. That's what equity is. Everyone has to be the same. There are no winners and losers. Everyone's- that's-, that's basically communism and it's kind of like when you hear about schools just passing everyone even if they failed and 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 it's because if they actually flunk the students and it's going to be predominantly one race and they can't do that because that's racist or how uh Harvard will just accept a, a certain amount of people if even if they have subpar grades they'll accept them because um they want to give them a leg up and then it just kind of defaces their institution that they work so hard to make and now it's really really doesn't matter oh you went to harvard cool what is that a community college
1: it shows up everywhere for instance harmful thought patterns like earning food through exercising or that dessert is the reward for the punishment of eating vegetables
0: i'll agree with you there it is a punishment to eat vegetables is they're trash um but it's a it's what's incredible to me is how they they can make anything with this sort of ideology, they can literally make anything a problem. Something that was part of just conventional thought, normal, normal uh, reality 10 years ago, which is, oh, these foods will make you fat. These foods will be bad for you. Um, that's out the window now.
1: Remember that you do not need to earn food. We are all incorrectly taught from a young age that our size and therefore the foods that we eat are markers of our self-worth.
0: They are. And this woman, Black, is so obese that she sounds like she has food in her mouth, but she doesn't. It's kind of like how I used to say Bernie Sanders. I kind of liked how he spoke, even though I hated him. I kind of liked how he spoke because it just sounded like he was eating a delicious deli sandwich. Watch a Bernie Sanders clip and you'll know what I'm talking about. But this woman sounds like she is eating food, and that's how fat she is. Like, her, her face is so fat that it just sounds like she's just
1: eating. Look. that we eat are markers of our self-worth. Moralizing food can lead to harmful relationships with food and disordered eating. Instead of focusing on good and bad choices. Try to approach food with neutrality in mind. The only foods that are bad for you are foods that contain allergens, poisons, and contaminants, or food that is spoiled or is otherwise inedible. Eat without guilt, regardless of what society says. Smarter in
0: seconds. Smarter in seconds. Amazing. Everything is backwards, clown world. It's all backwards. Nothing makes sense. Up is down, down is up, and all of that. Absolutely incredible. It's so funny that, again, remember I said even 10 years ago people knew? This was a joke. What I just showed you was a joke 15 years ago on a show called 30 Rock.
1: You can't eat candy if you have diabetes. There's no link between diabetes and diet. That's a white myth, Ken. You see?
0: That joke right there. It's a joke. They're making fun of. Somehow, they were able to make fun of what is going to be, um, you know, uh, the, 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 what's in style now to think in the future. They somehow knew. Somehow. I don't know how, but they knew.
1: Larry Bird or Colorado? It's not a myth. Gentlemen, back me up here. I don't know. My dad had diabetes and he ate whatever he wanted until he died on the day I was born. How do you not see the connection? You know... There's a conspiracy theory that after the Civil War, the U.S. government spread false information about diabetes to keep the newly freed slaves sluggish and docile, which is why, to this date, most African Americans don't understand that diabetes is caused by sleeping on your back. I don't think that's right. Diabetes and diet. Next, you'll be telling me that leasing a sports car is a bad investment.
0: (laughs) That's when things were allowed to be funny but it's crazy. It's crazy that a a throwaway joke from a show in 2005 is now, you know, regular school of thought for retards, woke retards. Crazy. Uh, I have two more things to show you on this short show, but hey, they've been pretty long lately and I'm thinking maybe I make this one free because uh gotta gotta get those subscribers up and 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 you know maybe maybe make this one free but um this is a story that that there was an article about this a month ago and i'm like i'm not touching it i'm i'm done i i'm sick of the trans shit it really i mean it's really everywhere and this is remember desmond is amazing how like that was the first trans kid or whatever or the first drag kid who for sure is going to come out as trans they're grooming that kid um, but he's already getting a little too old, kind of like how you don't hear much about Greta Thunberg because she's already like 18, 19, and the pedophile elite like their um, mouthpieces young, you know? So there's this trans kid, and do air quotes when you say that because there is no such thing as trans kids. Um, that's a model. And the article showed, uh, this. the article from a month ago showed the parents, and the parents were uh i think both really women but they're acting like men and and you're you're just like man in a serious society those those two the parents would be taken away and hung in in, in the town square publicly for for all to see and now they're celebrated they're they're the new show moms what are they called the the, the what's it called pageant moms or whatever and it's uh it's disgusting because it's like, you're clearly seeing a little boy being groomed. But again, the pedophile elite who have their own publications and all that, they always have to put this at the forefront. They always have to, um, they always basically have to champion so-called trans kids. Like it's always trending on Twitter. There's always something about trans people on Twitter, even though it's very small segment of the population. And people used to just ignore them. Now it's like the thing to aspire to be. So this is, it says here, 10-year-old transgender model and activist. Yeah, that wasn't his choice. Noella McMahon is redefining normal. The cool thing about normalcy is we don't ever have to define it because it's just normal. It happens naturally. It's not happening naturally with all this propaganda. Normal is normal. Weird is weird. We have a revolt, like, for instance, we are naturally disgusted by, by uh, rotting food with maggots on it. Because throughout history, throughout human history, we have evolved by um, accidentally eating that and then getting sick. So over time, we were like, actually, we shouldn't eat that. It looks terrible and we must stay away or else we might die. And that's kind of how it is with weird things. Weird things are weird for a reason because they stray away from normalcy and they stray away from human nature. So to redefine normal, it's basically impossible. And if this becomes the new normal, it's going to have massive consequences to the human race. Like... Back to obesity. At this rate, 100% of the United States will be obese, clinically obese, in 20 years or so. It was only 10% in 1990. It's at 50, 50% now, 40 or 50% now. So it's it's happening really, really quickly where in our lifetime, it will be 100%. So that will, by definition, be the new normal, but it will never be normal because the the dire consequences, the outcome of that happening is deadly and it will be a massive problem and it will, it will put a, a massive amount of pressure in the healthcare system and all of that. It will be unsustainable. So by definition, yes, it will be the new normal, but it will never be normal. So this notion that you can redefine normal is not true and that's a myth as well. So uh, it says here from Reuters Asia, watch Noella McMahon, a 10 year old transgender model activist, opened and closed Renascio's New York Fashion Week. Like, you know that the per capita, the, the fashion, New York Fashion Week audience um, aren't to be trusted with kids alone. Trans clothing company. Look, I know that models and all that are supposed to have a serious face, but this. Kid, 10 years old, 10 year old kid, boy, looks miserable. Deep down, doesn't want to be doing this sort of thing. You're going to see who the parents are in a second. What is normal? (laughs) What is normal? It's
1: 2022. No. All
0: right. So these are all talking points given to him by his parents. That sounds like the talking points of a of a chick. Again, back to that 4chan post from Tuesday where I was where it was talking about IQ and how people can't differentiate generalizations with their anecdotal evidence. Like, "Well, I took birth control and I was fine." Yeah, but most people who do aren't. How can you not comprehend that? Everyone knows
1: what normal is at this point.
0: says, she, misspelled he right there, opened and closed Renascio's New York Fashion Week on September 10th. Doesn't that look like a sacrifice sort of thing? A ritualistic sacrifice? She is believed to be the youngest transgender model to walk in the February and September shows. Wow, what an what a achievement. have that title and it shows that i actually am like showing other showing other people and kids that being
1: transgender isn't bad
0: it's not bad or good i mean it is bad it's not real it's i'm not scary i'm transgender has this shows this picture through her social media activism she who, controlled by her parents she wants people to know trans kids are no different from other kids yes they are they are broken it's like it's like it's like if a woman got raped and it's it's traumatic and, and they're not the same person they were before um you're different now and and it's a, it's it's you know you've been, you're scarred for life and it's terrible these kids are scarred for life as long as she's doing all the things that she needs to be doing. All right. So here I'm going to miniaturize myself. This is that boy's parents. Um, two trans men or something. These are both women. We, we want to make sure that um, we're supporting her dreams. And the fact that she has this want to be an activist and be visible for other trans kids. All right. So this is a picture of that kid. Looks like he's four and it says I'm transgender. And we're not allowed to call these groomers out. There's no such thing as grooming. Um, We know it's just so important in a world that, especially right now in our current political climate, that has so many things that are working against her, kids like her. I love how it always has happy music. Like this is a good thing and you're supposed to feel good about this. No. I don't. It's gross. I mean, one of the reasons why I really don't like—I mean, I, I try not to talk about the trans thing so much anymore—is—is is because it, it's uh, it's very, it's very upsetting. It's it's very upsetting. I mean, I you know when I started doing this podcast in a different under a different moniker, and it was just audio in two thousand seventeen, I would mention the trans thing, but but very rarely. Um, because. I knew it was going to be what it is now. I knew it was going to be like the next frontier. Uh, But it was still more rare then and five years ago than it is now. I mean, would you ever imagine that there would be a trans Joker movie? I'm not joking. This is the trailer for it. And um, it was in the Toronto International Film Festival. I think they were able to make this movie and it's probably going to look like shit uh, because it's a parody. So I think that they were able to do it, but I think it only showed once at the fe- film festival, and they were going to show it again, but they they were prevented from it. I think. Okay, so this tweet. Let me let's let's see. This tweet says, "Trans the People's Joker, shut down over rights issues." So I was right. Um, Warner Brothers tried to shut down the trans satire, the People's Joker, before it screened at Toronto International Film Festival. They premiered it anyways, but canceled all subsequent screenings uh blah 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 reviews it and argues f- argues for why it should be seen so someone reviewed it obviously it's going to be bad but they say it should be seen we should all see it where are you
1: i'm back in arkham some people call me the space cowboy why don't you tell me a little bit about how you've been feeling lately oh.
0: All right, it already looks like shit it looks as it looks like it's as good as my son hunter
1: was i like born in the wrong body what do you see Son call me the gangster of love crane ash little one you'll be mama's happy little boy in no time <laughs>
0: You know, this is this is pretty realistic because, um, in order to be trans, you do have to be demented. So, as bad as the movie looks, it, it is pretty accurate. Far back as I could remember,
1: I always wanted to be a Joker. How are you settling into the city? Things are great. I've met a ton of great people, ton of friends. Have you found work? I'm pursuing a career in stand up comedy. I'm gonna be a comedian. Hey, screw you, babe. Here's a pro tip. A lot of good comedy comes from stuff that actually happens to you. It gets good laughs. <laughs> I always thought my life was kind of a tragedy. You were mentally ill. I got you help. You were mentally ill. I'm mentally, mentally ill. Ill. You, you were are mentally ill. Ill. And um, it is. Let's give a warm round of applause for Joker the Harlequin. I
0: can't believe. I can't believe someone. I can't believe people put money into this. Uh, uh, how, how, how did this get made? How, like, it, what? It probably cost $500,000, something, you know, really low for a movie. But that's money. I take it back. My son Hunter looks better. You know, and I hate it. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen.
1: You will not shadow ban short ribs.
0: Oh, shit. Was that supposed to be Alex Jones? Is this supposed to be Alex Jones? The Daily Planet with Perry White. That looks like Alex Jones.
1: And short ribs.
0: (laughs) A transgender clown. Aren't they all? A transgender clown named Joker. Again, aren't they all? (laughs) Says, uh, the people's Joker, completely unauthorized by Detective Comics, Warner Brothers, and anyone claiming ownership of the trademark therein, all materials used fall under fair use. So they're saying that they can make it because... It's parody.
1: I'm not going to teach you how to be funny today.
0: I'm going to teach you how to be honest. Wow. And that would play it in the, I mean, that's the bigotry of low expectations. I guess it goes along with um, anyone in the, in the woke community because this was screened at the Toronto International Film Festival, Toronto International Film. Yeah, that. I can't believe it. Is anyone famous in this? Mm, Tim Heidecker is in it. Tim Heidecker is in it. (laughs) That's so stupid. Wow. Well, I'm sorry to end the show on a, I guess, sour note. But we all knew trannies were clowns. Drag queens were clowns. They're all clowns. They're all demented, demonic clowns. And they made a movie to prove it. So I guess that's good. Boy, doesn't it feel like we're reaching the top where it's gonna jump the shark any moment? And then when you think it does, there's still another peak that you didn't realize. So the, the the mountain is like a thousand feet higher, and you're like, oh shit, I didn't. There were clouds there, I guess I didn't see the peak all the way up there. And it's just gonna get weirder and weirder. And um, to wrap it up, I mean. You don't see that shit here as mu- in Costa Rica. I mean, you know, as much as the world is connected now and we have social media and all that, um, there are, there are gender roles here in Costa Rica and the, the, the love of country here, it's palpable and everyone's having babies and I guarantee you the abortion rate here is extremely low. It's a very Catholic country. So it's, it's uh, what, you know, like the United States is and, I guess, was culturally more of a Christian nation. Uh, it's what the United States used to be. And uh, I guess in that sense, I'm glad to be here. And it's really fucking crazy what's happening in the States. I mean, that, that trailer was bonkers. So on that note, you guys, happy Costa Rican Independence Day. I hope you celebrate it with your loved ones. I'm Joshua Cash. That was Wrong Opinion. Here's a song. I love you. Bye.